Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. So it's so interesting because a lot of women think they're confused and most of them are not. Actually, I haven't met a confused woman yet and I've worked with a lot of women and I didn't always believe that, but you know, everyone says, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what to do, or I have this feeling inside of me, but I don't really know what it's asking of me. And, and so in just having conversations with them, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk through that. Right. And so I get them to just start to share a little bit about what their, maybe their idea is or what the thing is that they feel confused about. And 10 times out of 10, they tell me exactly what they need to do and where they want to go and what feels good for them every single time. And then it's the, it's all the stories, right? It's the beliefs and the stories and the things that we've been told or all of our societal conditionings of like, you can't do that. You can't make money that way. That's crazy. Who are you to leave your job? Or that's not like, that's not how we were raised. And so all of those things come in as to why not, but part of what I do is like, I'm just a mirror for, telling you that you know exactly what you want and that you can trust it, right? And you get the support and the structures and the systems and get the strategy, find your soul squad, like get the get the team in place to help you do the how and become the woman, but you're not confused. You just have a lot of reasons why you think, why not me? Why not now? Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Melissa today, this woman and a friend of mine. She is a force. She is a conscious business and feminine leadership coach. She's a mega community host. She's a podcast creator. She's a wife. She's a mama, and she's an unconventional life advocate. So what started as a super successful beauty counter business for her birthed into something perhaps beyond her wildest dreams. I'll let her, her speak for that. And she's now coaching and communing with very powerful women across the nation. So Melissa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. What other amazing things can we tell our listeners about you? Anything that I left out you want to add? Oh gosh. Well, thank you. That was such a beautiful, thoughtful introduction and I'm so honored. It's been, um, it's been a wonderful six months to be in community with you in the council and getting to have an insider's look on each other's lives and businesses. So this feels extra special for me yeah. being here. So um, and I met, we should probably, they're like, what's the council? I want to do oh. that. Yes, you do. We met in Sarah Jenks's um, essentially like business mastermind for sacred women. And it's called the council. And we had an amazing experience together in Tulum 
at a retreat and we've just been like following along with each other ever since. And the more I get to know Melissa, the more impressed I am. Mm, I was like, will you come on my podcast and talk to women? (laughs) It's very mutual. It's very (laughs) mutual. (laughs) Um, Obviously there's a lot, not in an introduction, but that feels, feels complete for now. Well, so, okay. You started, I know we were chatting. We have so much that we want to share with everyone today, but I want to get a little bit of your story down of like how you got here from like beauty counter to conscious business coaching and feminist leadership coaching. I know your body has really been the reason, um, your pregnancy, your birth, so much has happened. How would you say you got from where you were quote unquote then to where you are now? Mm. Yeah. So I actually had before beauty counter, I had a 15 year, very successful corporate career, predominantly in medical device sales. And so it was like the sexy career that I always thought I wanted. I mean, I did want it and I was grateful for it. And then I started to dive into more personal growth work and really get intentional about, you know, where do I want to take my life and getting connected to the difference that I want to make in the world. And I felt like there was just something missing in my life and I, and I had a good life, but I couldn't quite put a pin on what that something more was. I just knew that there was something inside of me that was seeking something bigger, which I know is a very familiar feeling for so many women. It's just like, this isn't bad, but it's not it. Um, And so when I started Beauty Counter, I didn't really have intentions of growing it. And Beauty Counter, for those that aren't familiar, is a direct sales company that's very mission-driven. And so our intention as a company is to transform the entire personal care industry, to have more health protective laws. And so it's not just, we don't want to just make a difference in Beauty Counter. We want to change the entire landscape of products so we don't have to worry about harmful ingredients being in them. And so when I started that business, I started to get a glimpse of what it felt like to work with more purpose towards a bigger purpose, to have a big social impact like that. And that, that spoke to me and then getting to be in community and growing a business with a bunch of awesome women was so fun. And so the more that I did, the more that I felt like maybe I have this, maybe I have a vehicle that can fulfill a lot of these needs that I feel are missing. Mm. And so I just decided Um, When I got pregnant with my son, which he is now six, when I got pregnant with him, I was like, what if I just went all in on this and gave it everything I had and I could create a life with flexibility and impact and freedom. And so I just went, I went for it. And I'm the kind of person that's like, let's just fucking go. Can I cuss on here? You can cuss on here. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Like if I'm going to do it, like let's be in the top 1%. Like that's just who I am. And so I went for it. And, um, and it took me about four years to grow the business to be the top of the company. And we've had about 60,000. Wow. Um, I don't know what the total is now, but at the at the time that I knew this number, which was about a year ago, it was 60,000 total reps. And there'd only been 300 that hit the top tier at the time that I did. And I decided to leave my corporate job. And that mm-hmm. there's a lot in there that's like missing, but that was the journey out. And it was the bridge between my corporate career and where I am now. Um, and a a lot happens, which I know we'll unpack in there of, you know, I just kind of glazed over getting pregnant and having my son, which is like (laughs) Like the biggest transformation of your life, the biggest part, but from the business perspective, that's what happened. And then we can unpack the rest of it, but that that's how I bridged the gap between corporate to, to where I was able to launch and grow my own coaching business. And now 
beyond that, a global community for conscious professional women. Amazing. You said something that just really struck a chord with me. And I'd love to unpack it for a moment of like the longing for something more, something bigger, like on a tangible level, what was that like for you? It just felt so, I mean, there was a couple of things that were happening in, in parallel. One was I was anxious. Like I had a lot of anxiety for as long as I can remember. I didn't know what it was when I was a kid because we didn't have that language in my household. But I can remember riding the bus when I was a little girl and feeling that. So I, it was a part of my story for, for as long as I can remember. And so there was that piece of it for me that felt like, is this how I'm going to be forever? Like, is, is this just who I am? Am I just anxious and going to be popping Xanax all the time for the rest of my life? So there was just this feeling of, do I always have to be this way? Or is there something that I can do about it? So that was happening. And then there also was starting to feel like I was getting a glimpse into another world that I didn't even know existed with more meaning and more purpose. Mm. So it just felt like I was, I was working and I cared about my job, but like, I always wanted to strive for more in the company and maybe get them, you know, be a manager or rise up in a corporation, but I never took the steps to do it. And I'm a leader. And I was like, why am I not taking these steps that I know that I could do? And so there was just this like lack of fulfilling my potential combined with feeling anxious, combined with getting a taste of a little bit of more purpose. That was almost the perfect storm to have me start to explore what could this be? Yeah. How did you work and navigate through that anxiety? And you don't pop a Xanax now for the rest of your life. So how did you get here? Mm. So I started at Landmark Worldwide is where I started my personal growth journey. And that was about eight years ago. And I believed that something was fundamentally wrong with me. Um, I grew up in a very conservative Christian household, which served so many beautiful parts of my life, but also I didn't fully align with that. Yeah. And, and I felt like this rebellious side of me, which I call my inner rebel, mm -hmm. that she was actually fundamentally a horrible person. And if people found out who I really was, I would lose my love and belonging. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, I didn't know that was the source of my anxiety, but I've discovered that. And so when I started to do personal growth work inside of community, I started to see that I was actually really normal and that I got a glimpse into people's vulnerable stories and I realized we're all dealing with this. So at a foundational level, I stopped feeling like I'm the crazy one that's alone in all of it. And mm -hmm. then I, I learned about controlling my thought, that I had a choice of my thoughts. It's so basic, but I had no idea that I got to choose my thoughts <laughs> at all. And so I started to learn just like, how, how do we function as human beings at a foundational level? Where do our beliefs come from? How do we start to shift the narrative? And starting to see myself, you know, speaking up and being more vulnerable in community and having it be received by love mm. versus like shunning me and actually getting me out, kicking me out of the community, which was my fear. And so it was like the more I showed up, the more my, my like magnificence was reflected back to me. And I'm like, oh my mm. gosh maybe I'm not actually bad. Maybe I'm kind of awesome. <laughs> and I just started to see myself through other people's eyes that could hold all of me. 
And eventually my anxiety just started to, I don't even have it anymore. It's not to say I don't have feelings that feel like anxiousness, but I have not had to take an anti-anxiety medication pill in seven years. Wow. And I have only been overwhelmed, like really taken over by it when I went through a really horrific friend breakup mm -hmm. that just like sent me down, spiraled me out of control. But outside of that, like I don't have to navigate it, but it was just through like this consistent mindset training that I did to help me see that I could choose my thoughts and I belonged exactly as I, as I am. That's amazing. And you really do embody and and behold, like the testimony of community. When I met Melissa, for those listening, I was like, she, the way you talk about like your neighbors and your friends and like how you guys interact, I'm just like, wow, this, like there was a remembrance in my cells of like, that's how women are meant to live. And then not only do you have that in your personal life, you've created that for women in your professional life. And yeah. we will definitely link all of the opportunities to get in touch with Melissa and her community um, but if you were craving like a conscious professional community, the links in the show notes. So I just had to go on a side note there of like, I'm learning so much through you from community and your journey of like into freedom. Like I left corporate, I left what society had said was right for me. I discovered my anxiety was because I was not in alignment with my truth. I built beauty counter. I've now you have your own coaching company and your own mega community. Like, and I know a little bit of the answer to this, but I want to dive in more of like, how did your body lead you here? Mm, did you she, just like wake up and say, I'm going to do this? Or was your body like, it's my Oh yeah. It's just that easy. You just wake up and it happens. happens. Uh, I had birth trauma. So I, to, to back up a little bit, I never struggled with my body up until I got pregnant. And this is a shallow sentence, but I'm going to say it out loud. Right. One of my biggest fears about getting pregnant was getting fat. It's so ridiculous at this point in my life, but that's how I felt. Resonate with that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, I'm going to say it out loud because I was an athlete and I worked out a ton and I never had major health issues. And so my body was just always did what she was supposed to do. So I wasn't even really aware of having a disconnect with my body up until I got pregnant. And when I got pregnant, I was so, I was, well, I was scared of the pain and I was scared of getting fat. And so I went to 20 birthing classes and I drug my sweet husband to so many, but that's when I started, I started hypnobirthing yeah. was one of them because I, the, one of the ways I am an investigator in human design. And so I'm like, let's get all the information. If you're scared, let's figure out what the information is. So I started hypnobirthing and that was my first introduction into meditation. You know, they're like, cover yourself in a bubble of peace. And I'm like, <laughs> What in the actual fuck? Like my birth was not a peaceful bubble. It was the exact opposite. But um, I, they're like showing you videos of women having orgasmic births, which sounds lovely. And I'm so happy for those women. It does but, happen. Like, but it I was to be everyone. Yeah. But I was just like so far from that, that it's comical. But um, so I started to get information and I did a lot of education. I had a very holistic pregnancy. I wanted to go to a birthing center. That was my vision. I wasn't attached to like having it have to happen, but yeah. that was my vision. And so I tried that and I didn't have that experience. 
I got transferred to the hospital. I was in active labor for like 40 plus hours. I had back labor. It was, it was just the worst thing ever. And, um, and through that, I had pelvic floor trauma and no one ever talked to me about my pelvic floor the entire time I was pregnant. Didn't even know it was a thing. And I was at a birthing center with midwives and like even the pain that I was describing after my birth, they sent me to the OB and they weren't ever, they didn't say like, could it possibly be that your pelvic floor is like tied up in a bunch of knots and it's unable to release? No one said that to me. And so I figured it out through a series of educational classes that they did postpartum. They had a pelvic floor therapist come in to this community of women and she's like, these are the signs. And I was like, check, 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 check. Like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's what I have. And so I spent three years healing my pelvic floor. Wow. And I went to a physical therapist and I did the whole traditional route. And it wasn't until I integrated more esoteric practices, energy work, um, somatic movement, that I actually got rid of the pain. Wow. And so my body um, that I had never had any issues with, like suddenly I couldn't figure her out and I didn't know what was going on with her. And so she's the reason that I discovered so many modalities, really the reason I had a spiritual awakening, the reason that I have the business that I have today, the reason that I can hold space for so many women and really empathize for when you're like, why isn't my body doing what I want her to do? And it was the worst pain. And and it was such a, it's been such a hard thing. I've never lost the weight from before. You know, I never bounced back. I thought like, I'm this like ripped athlete. I'm certainly going to be like, boom, right back to it. I'm still like 15, 20 pounds heavier than I was. And so reconnecting with my body and loving her, no matter what she looks like, has been one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm. But yeah, but she has taken me on a journey and well, forever. I will be on this journey with her very intentionally for and the rest of my life. Your body was, so you were doing like all of the physical practices and then you got a hold of energy practices, somatic practices, connecting the body and the spirit and everything changed. Can you tell us a little more in detail of like the symptoms you were having, exactly what you did, what you felt after? Mm-hmm. So I, at first it felt like I was giving birth every time I had to have a bowel movement. It was so painful. So my entire pelvic floor was contracted and it didn't know how to release. And so I would like, every time I had to go to the bathroom, like take a poop, I was like, I'm, I'm going to die. This is so awful. What is happening to my body? So that was how it started. And so it was just, if you imagine a knot in your back when you have like a tense muscle and your muscle is like so tense, that's how my whole pelvic floor bowl was. And a big part of that is because I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. And and also no one talked about that. Like I should have been going to pelvic floor therapy before birth because as an athlete, I had a very tight core and a very tight pelvic floor from years and years of working out and being a, a collegiate athlete. And so that's how why it happened and i couldn't have i don't even remember when it stopped being painful to have sex over a year maybe a year and a half so it hurt to have sex it hurt to sit down for a long time like i couldn't ride a bike for a very long time because everything was just so tender down there um 
I peed my pants for probably a decade. Wow. So I didn't like, as soon as I would have the urgency or like, as soon as my brain registered that I had to go to the bathroom, it was, a, it was an immediate need. So I would leak all the time, basically since college, which is because I had such a tight pelvic floor, didn't know. Um, and so I peed my pants regularly. I leaked, I had pain during sex and couldn't sit down. Wow. And yeah. And so I don't, I don't remember the timeline anymore, but I discovered, I joined a divine feminine, like spiritual group when in 2020 mm -hmm. and before COVID we had a retreat in Boulder, Colorado, and she had us doing sums. We were like blindfolded and we were doing movements and we yeah. were doing on our backs, doing like a bridge. And I was still in so much pain. So this is two and a half years after having my son wow. and I was in the bridge and I was like crying because it hurt just to like elevate my pelvis like that. And these women yeah. came over and they were like supporting my pelvis mm. and just like gently like holding me while I moved. And I just like sobbed and yes. moved and sobbed and moved. And I didn't know what I was, I didn't understand what was happening yes. that I was moving that like trapped energy and emotion through my body, through this movement and through releasing my emotions. I didn't, know that but that's what was happening and so from that moment like after doing this like huge movement and emotional release I stopped peeing my pants and I was like what I thought I was just gonna like leak for the rest of my life um and so that was like the first part where I started to understand a little bit about connecting like moving my emotions and moving my body and and diving into trauma around like any trauma that I might have been holding in in that part of my body. Well, I am here with Kathy and Jamie, the owners of Free Girl Skincare. And you might've heard me say on the podcast before that it's true. I totally used to not wash my face because all of the products I was using would make my skin be irritated or worse. And then I met Kathy and Jamie and they started telling me about their skincare line and it completely changed the way that I do self and skincare. Okay, so I'm Jamie, founder and CEO of Free Girl Skincare and the birth of Free Girl Skincare happened through my mission of trying to heal myself um, with Western medicine doctors and really ended up being a dead end path. So I started working with um, a functional medicine doctor. She um, just really helped me understand that I needed to get toxins out of my life. And that's really when my eyes were opened up to all of the toxins that were in skincare, personal care products. I just fell in love with plant-based ingredients. I hired chemist formulators and started going down the path of formulating myself and just learning everything I could about it as I was trying to seek out clean skincare. Organic certification was such a big thing at that point, non-GMO, all of those things. So when I went down those paths to really seek those out, I came across Made Safe. I want the best of the best in ingredients. I want clean, only wild-crafted organic ingredients. Now, what is the certification that we want behind this? And so that's when I came across Made Safe and really figured out that they're the only uh, organization out there that is certifying products to be non-toxic for human health. 
So from acne to fine lines, this line really does cover it all. Remember when we met, I like wasn't really washing my face because I was just like you both sick of like the clean beauty claims or products that were clean that weren't effective or products that were effective that weren't clean. And I just felt like I could never get that middle middle of the road or, or both best of both worlds. And I met you both at the networking event and you offered to share your product with me. And I was like, the first thing I noticed was the beautiful design and the bottles. It's like, well, this is gonna look cute. And within three nights of using it, now I wash my face twice a day. You both would be so proud. <laughs> but I just started at night. I was like, oh, let's see what this does. And I noticed a difference. And as I said about the, the serum, the ambitious gel mask. And I, the night before I traveled, I got a new order in the mail. I did the anti-acne serum and then I put the gel mask on and I went to bed and I woke up and on very little sleep, my skin didn't take a hit, arrived to my destination. And the other women I was meeting with were like, you don't even look like you just traveled. Like your skin, you look awake. And Free Girl has really changed the way that I feel comfortable doing skincare. I have a brand and a line I can recommend to clients. And as a functional medicine provider, like what good is it to take care of your skin and use skincare if you're dumping toxins into your body through your skin, our largest organ? And with Free Girl Skincare, I don't have to worry about that at all. I'm like, I could lather my whole body. I could lay in the bathtub of this product and not be concerned. Check out the link to Free Girl Skincare in the show notes and use code LOVEGEN15, that's LOVEGEN15 for a discount. This story is amazing. And I, I know you understand this. I don't always intend to do this, but sometimes my intuition is very loud. And as you were talking in the beginning and telling me about your tight pelvic floor and, and yes, athletes and all of the things, the physical reasons, energetically, and I know this because I've seen this and could hear it's possible she didn't feel supported in her life. It's possible she didn't have the support and community. And here's the community like goddess and queen. And then you're telling me that you're in this class and these women picked you up and literally held and supported you. You yeah. had this release. I mean, like, uh, what are I we know. doing? Just working in our physical bodies sometimes and not I know. accessing. Okay. So you, you stopped peeing your pants and you're like, good as new. <laughs> what was it like after that? Uh, normal. And did I believe it was he like, you did what you did a bridge and you cried and someone rocked you and now you're fine. Okay. You know, some of the things, well, that whole six months was a lot of, um, movement. It was a lot of like, uh, gosh, how do I even want to say it? Like she worked with different, different divine feminine archetypes. And there was like movement that was associated with each archetype. So it was not just like a one day poof, everything was fine from now on. It was like okay. that happened. And then there was a practices that I started to do. And so I started to get like embodiment and I started to get like a different form of movement. And my husband doesn't understand 80% of the shit that I do in my life. <laughs> <laughs> supports you. I've involved him in a lot more. I used to hide it from him a lot because I was like, this oh, is so wow. weird. He's never even going to understand this. But now I can talk to him about it and he's just like, maybe he doesn't have to understand it, but at least it's normal at this point. Yeah. Um, but from that program, a lot of the women went on to do um, a program called Ishtara. And an Ishtara is a somatic movement practice that's based on archetypes of your protectress and your liberator and your creatrix. 
and it's trauma informed and it's she teaches you about your nervous system and the different core emotions and where they get stored and how your body protects itself and so you learn your own body story so i started to do that movement practice for about a year and i've just taken a break but i've been doing it for about a year and a half so i will say that like the pain went away at some point and it's one of those things that's like you think you would realize the defined like a defining moment where it was gone but it was all of a sudden i'm like oh this doesn't happen anymore yeah i can't believe this is like and then i'm like when was the last time this this pain was there when was the last time i like leaked and and i like couldn't remember and so it was this gradual process of practicing somatic movement and letting myself to release my emotions that eventually like i don't have that anymore either yeah that's incredible and it's to me that's such a signature of like the energetic healing of little bit by little bit like layer by layer especially whatever symptom you might be struggling with for those listening it's sometimes it's not a light switch on and off it's just like gradual little shifts i know on my healing journey i felt i was looking physically worse i had eczema from my collarbone and my forehead and melissa and i was like People are like, I don't, my parents were like, I don't know what to do. Should we get help? And I was like, no, something in me was like the, the, in the innermost part of me was like, it feels like a little light got turned on and it took months and months for that to reflect on the outside. But I'm so curious and enthused about your experience. So what your body was healing. So what was happening in your life and your business to like mirror this energy that you were shifting and creating in yourself? Mm, so simultaneously, I decided to branch out a beauty counter and start my own coaching business. And so I'd been doing a lot of leadership training, sales training, um, all kinds of stuff within within beauty counter. And then I realized I don't want to. Well, a couple moments happened that I don't need to unpack, but a couple moments happened inside of that business that I was like, hmm. I'm building something for somebody else and they own all of this. Mm-hmm. It's not actually mine, even though you're more independent and it's a very low risk way to be an entrepreneur. It does not belong to you. It belongs to them. And mm-hmm. that just like all of a sudden I realized that and I decided I'm going to now I feel ready to go out on my own because building yeah. a business from scratch is like a whole other ball game. Yeah. It's tough. It's doable. It tough. tough. Very doable. Very hard. But I had, like, I started to have these movement practices and these spiritual practices in this community and starting to, you know, I'd been stepping up more and more very gradually as a leader and seeing my capacity increase and, and starting to recognize some of my gifts that I, that I didn't really see as gifts before. And so the more that I took courageous action throughout that time, the more my confidence grew. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And I, um, I hired a business coach and she helped me to start to launch my business. And so I really believe that we need to be doing these, whatever, whatever resonates for you. There's a lot of modalities, but it was like my energetic, my mindset, my body work, and then my business, like the more that I went in, the more that my outer life was a match of my insides. Yes. And the more I could actually consciously identify what was happening on the outside. And so I started to teach people about it because I was like, 
this is awesome. I got to tell everybody. <laughs> like I, I need to, and I want to help people because when you struggle, I know you do this in your business. It's like your biggest pain point often becomes the gift that you have to give to the world. And so I was like, wow, I've really navigated a lot in the fear of leaving my corporate career, the um, fear of pregnancy, having a child, getting rocked by that emotionally and physically, having a spiritual awakening, healing my anxiety, and also growing a really badass business very consciously. And I was like, I got to pay this forward. So this is all kind of happening at the same time about three, three and a half years ago. It's such a testimony of what you said, of like, whether it's, you're trying to build a business, you want to get pregnant, you just want to not feel anxiety, your energy that, and when we say like on the inside, it's like this, just how you feel like your, your energetic state, your emotional state does really create the mirror life that you're, you're looking through. I know that for sure. in my business is like, the more I heal, and I thought once my physical body was fine, that I would be done. I feel like I just began <laughs> as you know, you're like, Oh yeah. Physical body uh-huh. just got my attention to get me over here into this lane yes. that is spiritual healing. And then it just like, it raptures you and it takes you to places that you never thought you would be. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is so good. So what's next for you? What have you learned from your body and how can you put that into practice in your conscious leadership and feminine business coaching? Yeah. I mean, my body is a vessel for my spirit, my soul, and it's the most important relationship that I have. And it actually like makes me emotional even saying that and mm-hmm. cultivating that level of care and love and like a working relationship with her. I'm going to be working on that for the rest of my life. You know, it's not like I'm done and we're like all good over here. You know, she and I are going to be navigating this journey together, but I really listen to her and she is the source of, you know, my intuition is with her and I listen for what a yes feels like. And I listen for what a no feels like. And I take action that makes zero freaking logical sense, but my body's like, you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. And so I really learned to listen to her as I step into um, CEO of my newest business, which is called the Nova Global. Um, And the Nova is a, um, it'll be launching this fall and it's so fun and i've been building this alongside of you through the council that we talked about um but what's what i'm really present to in the process of creating nova is that this idea of a a membership community was given to me eight years ago and Mm -hmm. i did a workshop eight years ago through a landmark program and i knew a version of this a long long time ago and so i say that because what i've created in three months looks like she just did this overnight. And it's like, yeah, with eight years of work to get to become energetically aligned to the frequency and to get the experience and to have all the shit happen that has happened in my life so that I could be the woman to bring this community to life. I couldn't do it eight years ago. I just was given the gift of the vision. Yes. And and the eight years has been the becoming of the woman to bring this to life. That is amazing. I love, and it's so true. I can resonate on all the ways that I won't get into of like, sometimes we're given 
the destination and not the roadmap. And then like, yeah, yeah. We are living the roadmap and you, you coach a lot on, in your conscious business communities on clarity. And you were just talking about like your intuition being a part of your body. How do you use your body and intuition to find clarity when to coach someone or even in yourself when you're having a hard time making a decision? Yeah. So it's so interesting because a lot of women think they're confused and most of them are not. Actually, I haven't met a confused woman yet. And I've worked with a lot of women and I didn't always believe that, but you know, everyone says, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what to do, or I have this feeling inside of me, but I don't really know what it's asking of me. And, and so in just having conversations with them, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk through that. Right. And so I get them to just start to share a little bit about what their, maybe their idea is or what the thing is that they feel confused about. And 10 times out of 10, they tell me exactly what they need to do and where they want to go and what feels good for them every single time. And then it's the, it's all the stories, right? It's the beliefs and the stories and the things that we've been told or all of our societal conditioning of like, you can't do that. You can't make money that way. That's crazy. Who are you to leave your job? Or that's not like, that's not how we were raised. And so all of those things come in as to why not, but part of what I do is like, I'm just a mirror for telling you that you know exactly what you want and that you can trust it, right? And you get the support and the structures and the systems and get the strategy, find your soul squad, like get the get the team in place to help you do the how and become the woman, but you're not confused. You mm-hmm. just have a lot of reasons why you think, why not me? Why not now? That is beautiful. Like, can we just get that on an audio clip on repeat? So how can, so do, if women know, so we know, we know what we want, we have the stories, where does our intuition like weave into this? Is it, does our intuition get caught up in the stories or is it always like in that knowingness? Mm. And how can That's we a great question. I like hear you saying it. I'm like, I want it in your own words. Like you use your body as your intuition and that makes sense as an athlete. And then like, how are you putting it into this community work? Yeah, so- I mean, a simple way in which I use my body, just to give a practical tool, is if I'm sitting with a question, um, do I hire this person, person A or person B? Okay, this is a very practical business example. I would close my eyes, and and I may already know this prior to this, but if I am like, this is a, ver- a real example. We had two really amazing event coordinators that I was like, oh my gosh, they're both so good. Like, who do we choose? Yeah. So I, I just sat with it in my body and I, and I wait for an answer. So this might be immediate. This might be a matter of days, but I listen for her answer. So I have my hands on my body right now on, on my heart and on my belly. And so I'm, I would close my eyes and I would just sit with like, how does it feel to envision person A on the team? And I just feel my body and I might feel like my heart might be like, yes, you know, or like really open, expansive or relaxed. Like I might feel like, oh, like I feel like she's got me and I feel really supported and my body just feels like she's like, like she can exhale. And then I might think about person B and think, okay, how does it feel to have her on my team? And my body might feel a little bit like tighter or less supported or, or maybe I can't relax. 
So that's just an, like how I listen to how she, is she feeling calm or is she like tensing is one very practical way that I use it in my day to day of, of how I make decisions. That's beautiful. And then, so instead of like looking at their resumes and looking at the paper and looking at the logical, you're like, what is my body telling me? Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, we made a decision to hire somebody for our IT position. And when I was talking through it with my operations person, she was like, well, I want to see this and I want to see this. And I'd love to see more examples of her work and see how she, you know, just really like the very smart side of business of like, yeah. let's see her portfolio. And I was like, yeah. And my intuition is telling me like my, she was placed in my life at a very specific time. This is not an accident. Like the way I felt when I talked to her, I was like so excited. And I'm like, I don't care if she's actually worked on the same exact kind of project. I trust how she came into my life, when she came into my life, how divine this entire experience has felt for me. And I actually want to hire her. Yes. And I don't care if it makes logical sense. And you did it. <laughs> and I did it. I just signed the I, contract like 10 minutes ago before we started. That's beautiful. I, my team was listening to this. They're like, Jen's like that. It drives us crazy. You know, they're super <laughs> supportive. But, and then, so like from your business to your healthcare, to your, like your children, like you can trust your body, but coming from a place of, you talked about like your anxiety growing up. I mean, did you trust your body then? No, no, I didn't know that, but I didn't like, I had a lot of body. There was a lot of body shaming, a lot of sexuality shaming, um, I was I actually hated to dance and move because I thought it wasn't, I wasn't doing it right in air quotes. Like it didn't look the way it was supposed to look. And, and so I trusted my, so I trusted my body in a sense that I was an athlete mm -hmm. and I was an elite athlete. And so I did trust my body to perform athletically, mm -hmm. but that is very different. It's not even in the same Playing than hiring field. your perfect teammate. Yeah. So there's a difference and it's a much more masculine approach. Like I trust my body to run fast. I trust my body to hit the ball. I trust my body to, to visualize it. I was a pitcher to like hit the spot that I can pitch, you know, that I can release it and it'll go where I want it to. So I had that foundation, but I didn't understand the emotional side of trusting my body and the decision-making side of my body. Um, and what it, you know, you, you, in hindsight, you can look back and be like, oh yeah, I could see like when my body didn't feel safe, Yeah, I could see how she acted. I could see what she did. I could see her getting injured when I pushed her too far and I didn't listen to her. So you can see it in hindsight, but at the time I did not, I did not know any of that. So good. And you teach this to the women in your community and that you coach. Yeah. And I also bring in, so I am not an expert at everything crazy. I know. Um, so I bring in, I call them my soul squad. So Actually, I you're an expert connector and community host, but keep going. Yeah, but not every single thing. So I am not certified to teach somatic movement. Yeah. I know enough to be dangerous and I know enough to guide the horse to water and get her to drink from somebody else because I don't want to do that, you know? So I bring in my trusted advisors that have guided me along the way. So I look at myself as like, somebody called me like the social general contractor. And I look at like the, yes, like the, middle of the, the middle of the wheel and I'm like, I'm the hub. Is that what it's called? And this 
why can't I think of any words? The spokes that come out of it? Whatever. Well, I was called sprigs, but I think it's spokes. The we sprigs. We're not engineered. Where it doesn't matter. Um, but I'm like the middle of the wheel. And so I'm, I bring in people to my community all the time. So I just had my somatic movement person come into my community and teach them. And then they went to an introductory class with her this week. And some of them are doing that body of work. And I'm like, great, she can handle that part with you. And I know it's important, but I'm not going to be able to want the one to like really teach it to you, you know, who is the avatar of a woman that needs your community? Like, is she needing clarity? Is she needing to understand her body? Like pitch us this, this woman, because I know a lot of women listening are like, I resonate with Melissa. Is this for me? Oh my gosh. You know, what's so funny. I want to speak to chat GPT for a second because I, um, had chat GPT write me an avatar. And, you know, I've done a, I've done a lot of this. Like this wasn't the first time I created an ideal customer. I've done this over and over and over again over the years, but I put in all this information. I mean, I built my entire business, this Nova business through chat GPT, which is for another day, but it knew enough about my business. And I was like, okay, based on this, this, and this, who is my most ideal customer? And it literally was like, ideal corporate customer, name Sarah, age 32, occupation, marketing director, location, Denver, Colorado, education, master's degree in business administration, appearance. I'm not gonna go through all of this, but it was like, Sarah exudes confidence and radiates natural beauty. She embraces her individuality, effortlessly blending her personal style with a touch of elegance, <laughs> like all this stuff. She's deeply committed to personal growth, authenticity, and making a positive impact. So it went through all this stuff. And then it was like, I'm like, well, what is she struggling with? And it was like finding authentic connections. Mm. So like having, you have this baller career, let's say you're a corporate woman, you're doing really well, but you're like wanting to find those women like you and I, that when you meet each other, you're like, oh, thank God I found you. Like I've been looking for you. You know, I can let my... Yes. Like I can let my guard down. I can feel seen. I can be messy. So it's like finding authentic connections, balancing work and well-being. Because we are so often like, especially as ambitious women, we get way into our careers and then our well-being and our, sp our spiritual, mental, emotional well-being just falls off the rockers. So likely struggling with that. Um, maybe navigating career advancement. You know, we as women are trying to be men in the professional world. And it's been highly rewarded for a long time, but that's suffocating for us. And so, you know, they, you either might be struggling to rise in a man's world or you're wanting to be more you in the workplace, but you feel like you can't because you're not allowed. It's like, this part isn't welcome here. And I'd say the, I mean, there's more into this, but I would say like somebody that really wants to amplify their impact. So you might have this like calling inside of you that we spoke to of, I really want to make a bigger difference, whether it's within the company that I'm working for or in my own business, or maybe I want to start to work on something outside of my company that gives me a glimpse of this purpose. So it's like just this desire to make a difference and do it surrounded by the most amazing, like juicy, like high level, high frequency women. Amazing. Well, yeah. I'll see everyone else there. <laughs> I cannot wait. And this launches in the fall launches in the fall. So we are going to do a virtual launch, which we decided today, um, the end of September. And we will do the Denver chapter will be launch launching at the end of October. And then we'll have 
multiple chapters to follow. And the vision is that we have chapters in every single state and multiple chapters in every single state. So every conscious professional woman has a local home. Womankind is ready for this. Thank you for saying yes to the mission. Mm. Is there anything that you want to leave women with today of like a, like a lighthouse in their heart that they can turn to if they're wanting clarity or confidence or to trust their body? What do you want to say? Yeah, I just want to say that you already know. You mm. already know. Even if your body is in pain, even if she's not doing what she normally does, even if you're in the middle of the mess with your body, she still knows and you know. And I want to invite you to be a yes to whatever you can feel in your body that feels scary as hell because half the time I'm like, I am out of my mind, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So like running towards the thing that scares you, that feels really exciting in your body, that even if you can't find a logical reason to do it, that you can still be a yes to it. And and the way in which you can do that is to find other women like Jen and I that are doing it that way, that are living our lives that way. Find your vision holders, as I call them. It's not my original term, but I have no idea where I got it from. But find those people that are living in a way that you want to be living so they can show you that you can do it because it's all gonna feel like you're out of your mind and it's exactly how it's supposed to be. But you can, when you start to live like this and you start to make decisions from this place, you actually feel really calm, even though you're like, this feels wacky, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And you just feel so calm and alive. And there's a bunch of us doing it this way. So you can trust yourself and go find your people. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much, Melissa. Womankind, come join us, join Melissa and her community. The links will be in the show notes and we'll see you next week for next week's episode so much.